Family, family, family. Welcome to another episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host, Mr. Quick. Without further ado, let's get right into it. What impact do you have on others? Everyday people watch how you dress, how you walk, how you interact with others, the way you sit, and they listen to how you speak. They learn from examples that you're demonstrating. You can negatively impact someone hearing you say phrases like I give up or I can't I quit them just like you can have a positive impact with phrases like I'm winning or there's power in the tongue there's also power in the when someone sees you what impact you have on them without further ado let's get right to it Miss Quick, welcome. Hey, good evening. Good evening. I'm the only one on. Let's talk uh, about your, the impact that you have on people. Um, I'd like to think that. To some, uh, I serve as an inspiration, Um, you know, just uh, right off top, you know, with our kids. I like to think that I inspire them in some ways to be better people, to do the right thing, to keep pushing, you know. I mean, sometimes I push, you know, that's a fault of mine because sometimes I, I keep going even when I should, you know, give up um, physically, you know, just, just being tired. But, you know, when there's a goal or a mission to complete, then, you know, I, I'd rather have it done before I stop and, and get rest. So um, sometimes I may push them to a fault, but even still, I'd like to think that they would see me as, as someone who um, will accomplish a goal at, at any cost. Absolutely. That's a great point. I know that every time you step out, it's never just you stepping out, if you will. It's everything that you carry with you, the way you carry yourself, mannerisms, all that. That's what people pay attention to. You're demonstrating how to be a woman. We're going to invite 5939 to the line. Welcome. Good evening. Good evening. Good to be here again. Good to have you. How is everyone? Not too bad. Can't complain. Thank you. 
So our topic of discussion tonight is what is our effect on others or basically the community? What impacts do you have on others? Yes. My my heartfelt desire is to have a positive impact. That's the desire. I understand. But what impact do you have? Well, the best that I can answer that question is um, I've been a, I've fed a whole lot of people, had cooked for a whole lot of people, cleaned up behind a whole lot of people. So based upon that, I'm, and I'm grateful to the Most High for the occupation to contribute to the well-being of others and show love. Okay. Say that. So you your impact was through generosity, through servitude. Okay. No, I'm asking. I'm just trying to make sure I'm hearing what I think here. Uh, that's good. That's that's a. I mean, that's, uh, that's a great impact. Made no mistake about it. It's 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 a demonstration. So when people see you feeding others and cleaning up behind others and all that type of stuff. You're demonstrating those items. And that's a good impact to have because you have some people who do all the talking but won't do the walk. So if they see you actually doing the walk, that's a great impact. Amen. Like Ms. Quick was saying. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Like Ms. Quick was saying, when she inspired the kids to not give up and continue, she's also demonstrating. She's telling them, but she's putting the, the visual to her words. And you know, that like, so both of y'all are saying it's important. Are you with me? Say that last part again. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I was saying, are you with me? I'm saying, both of y'all mission is one of the same. She teach, and then she demonstrate. You demonstrate. You see what you're doing. And they want to follow up. That's what we need. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? 
Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, we had had a conversation before about, well, we had mentioned in, on one of the shows before where, you know, there's someone always watching. And so, you know, you you never, I guess, you never really know what type of impact you have until someone has brought it to your attention. Um, you know, oftentimes, you know, just moving from, from one place to the next, whether it's the grocery store, whether it's work or a gas station or what have you, um, you know, you have to be uh, the very best of yourself or the, the best version of yourself, if, if that makes sense. So that, you know, those people who are watching, um, you have a good impression. Um, you know, for instance, when I'm out in the grocery store and then I got the kids with me and you know, they don't act up in the grocery store and talk a lot and pick up stuff. Um, but, you know, I got one who is the shopper. He goes and he picks up, you know, stuff from one aisle to the next, and and people look at him and they just they just smile and say, "You got you a little helper, huh?" I say, "If that's what he think he's doing, <laughs> that you know." Um, and we laugh and we talk about it, but you know, just being pleasant and um, I'm just being their mom. You know, like I'm not doing anything special. I'm just being their mom. But I guess um, I, I look approachable or. You know, because they're they're good kids, and he's not out of line, and he's actually helping mommy. You know, people see that and they comment on it. So um, I think that, but that's just how we are typically at home as well. So I think that when you're out in public and you're being the best version of your you, then you know people will pick up on that and. Um, You'll you'll leave some sort of inspiration or, or some sort of thoughts or positive comment, um, you know. Right. Well, that's that's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, when you out, you represent yourself. So it's one of those things where. I guess it was integrity. You know, the same thing you do out in public as far as where you conduct yourself and carry yourself is essentially a reflection of what you do at home. Because if not, it's, it is, it's almost like you're being a hypocrite or, or phony or fake or whatever the now word is. Right, I'm not one of those people who know how to fake it. Never have been good at that. So, <laughs> uh, I just, you know, I am who I am. I am what I am, and you know, unfortunately, some just gotta take me and leave me, and I'm cool with that. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not a good faker. And you shouldn't have to, sis. What's your thoughts? Um, what I'm hearing about the kids and the interaction is beautiful and and um yeah that's that's it's really really important to um show them how to uh you know interact uh, with the public and 
what real life is, you know, going to be like for them. And um, as Ms. Quick said, someone is always listening. It is so amazing um, when you hear someone talk about an experience from when they were two or three years old. You know, um, uh, some may say that their recorder is working before they actually even come out of the womb. So, you know, we can have a really positive impact um, even while they're, you know, in the womb. Um, And it is our duty, you know, it is our charge, it is our calling um, to love one another. Um, I was driving today and I was uh, listening to my gospel radio show and um, it was referencing uh, Jesus was uh, giving instructions to the disciples that uh, we're supposed to even, you know, love our enemies, you know, that we, we have to represent, you know, bless those that, you know, spitefully use us. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're on, on duty. This is a different walk. And um, I guess some people would even consider it double time. You know, you're, when you choose to uh, take this walk, uh, being a Christian and trying to represent the Most High God, and you know, putting your best foot forward, um, uh, it's 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 um, there's a lot of responsibility, but it's also a privilege uh, to to understand it and to be a willing participant uh, of this walk, and 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 um, you know, yeah, someone's always watching and listening. Dig that. Eight two nine zero. Your mic is live. Hello. Eight two nine zero. You breaking up something horrible. When dealing with with people, you you know how they talk about the first impression. Well, that's impactful. When they come up to you and you shake it, shake hands and and the conversation and the way you dress and all that good stuff, then you start having a conversation and they hear you, you know, speaking negative and and. I can and I give up and uh, that might be the last conversation you have with these people. Mm. That's, That's a negative impact. Power in the tone. Mm-hmm. Three one seven two. Your mic is live. Thank you for the opportunity. I just tuned into the show. Could you tell me what the topic topic is on tonight? Talking about what impact do you have on others? I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? 
we're talking about what impact do you have on others? Um, I think the impact that I share with others is um, showing charity, love, the way that God, the God words tell us that charity starts at home and it spreads abroad. So when you're in a person's presence, um, they know whether or not you have the love of God in you because it exudes onto someone else. So I think that that's the um, impact that I would have on someone else's life. That's a great impact. We were just saying how there's power in the tongue. So if you're Amen. speaking positive and speaking life, then you will have a positive impact. If you're speaking Most negative, definitely. well, we know. And I think that's very profound that you said that about speaking life, because if we take that scripture and look at it, it says, Death and life is in the power of the tongue. But so many times when it's quoted, it's saying life and death is in the power of the tongue. But you got to, um, you know, be politically correct when reading scripture. But that's an awesome example that you gave. Well, we know how it's scripted, but I kind of like to stay positive. <laughs> you know, we know if you can speak power, I'm sorry, we can speak life. You can also have the adverse effect, but we have enough of the negativity, so we're going to try to speak positive because that's what I want us to do. You're absolutely right about that. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts about what this sister said? Oh, I definitely agree. Um, you know, it's and and I hear you as well. Um, it's is one of those things where the Bible does say death and life is in the power of the tongue. Um, but you also have to be careful and be mindful because you're not the only one. Like while you're speaking life, um, there are some people who actually speak death. Like for instance. You know, if you have a young boy who is is walking with his pants down, you know, he may be one of the most positive young boys out there, but someone will see him and, and you know, speak negatively over him simply because of his appearance. So you kind of, you got to be careful and be mindful of that too, because other people can speak death over you and you have to be in tune enough with, with, God with your faith to um, to kind of combat that, to kind of, you know, um, I guess kind of reverse it or you speak more life over yourself because some people can project, you know, their negativity into your life and before you know it, you know, you've, you've succumbed to whatever it was they said you were um, before you even got there. That's true. I think that the person who showed the young boy about walking his pants down and all that kind of stuff, I think they were, in a sense, demonstrating death, if you will, or, or negativity. Because it could 
bring on it welcomes negative you know comments and and battles of the tongue versus someone talking him how to present himself like a young king or prince then it would be more positive. And the one thing that we always got to be mindful of, the hue of our skin was against us. So let's not add to it, especially by demonstrating nonsense, like your pants hanging out and all this stuff, and, and start carrying ourselves and conducting ourselves like we're the royalty that we are. Right, and I said that comment to say basically, you know, we talk about what, you know, what impression um, are we leaving on others. You know, sometimes impression is not just words; it's not a conversation. Sometimes impression is just how you look, just how you move, just how you, you know, you carry yourself. Um, you know, because with, when someone's always watching. Sometimes you're not going to have an opportunity to open your mouth and, and say something, especially not to everyone who's watching. So you have to be mindful of what you look like and how you carry yourself when you walk out of your door um, every day and be conscientious of it, of the impact that you will leave on someone, whether it be, you know, your peer, older or, or younger. You know, you just got to be always be mindful of that. That's true Sister what's your thoughts Um, To be honest with you uh, I'd like to just kind of listen And um, right now I'm sharing with uh, Some friends about the radio show And asking them to call in And give their comments as well so, oh, that's fine. Uh, Thank you. Okay. So, you know, I'm just I'm going to listen for uh, a little bit. Um, I hope others like Pastor and your twin will be joining us soon. Have well, you, if not, we're going to keep on until Pastor get here. But we're going to yeah. talk to this sister yeah. in Tallahassee and see what she got to say. Okay. Well, All think, right. I think that um, it was a great example that. Um, I think it was your wife gave um, about the sagging pants, um, but we're to be a light in the midst of darkness. But, you know, the world says um, when you're in Rome, you do as Romans do. So the person could be having the sagging pants, and I'm not saying by no means that that is right. But in order to be that light in the midst of darkness, um, he could be drawing, drawing them out to be drawing them out with um, positivity that just for that moment, the short period, because the Bible also talks about not letting your good be even spoken of. Um, you know, what God then delivered us and from the nightclub, and then we going back in and talk about we're, we're winning souls back to Christ. Um, but, you know, when, when the sister in the church said, well, I saw her coming out the club. And so that's just a, a short window where the enemy would get an opportunity, you know, to make it look like you're still in darkness but not knowing the whole story. That's true. But the the sad part about it is, is no one going to come up and ask you your story. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, the Bible do shares with us that we should walk worthy of the vocation in which we've been called. 
That's true. I know for a fact that I'm more rece- received, and what I'm being, what I'm saying is being receptive, especially if I look like a teacher. So if I come to right. teach, and I'm uh-huh. look like a teacher, they're going to respect and expect that of me. Right. And, you know, the Bible always also tells us that he who wins souls is wise. So then, you know, we got to learn to be fishermen when the Bible tells us to get into the hedges and the highways and compel men and women, pulling them back to the Father, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. So just say, for instance, if I'm going in in a business suit, it's going to be hard for me to reach the brother on the corner, you know, playing cards or rolling dice. So we have to learn to be wise fishermen. That's true. Mhm. Oh, that's so true. It is true. But remember now, I can take this jacket off. I can loosen up this tire and get down on my knees and shake dice with the best of them. Okay. You know, but I'm saying <laughs> we got to be able where we can reach that brother or that sister because that's when the Bible says when you've been strengthened, when you have been converted, back and get your brother and don't leave them in that same situation that they was in but so many oh. times once God take us and clean us up we don't want to remember where we came from and we don't want to go back and so that scripture it just it brings life to me when it says he who wins souls is wise because it's more than one way as the world says more than one way to skin a cat but it's, a, mm-hmm. it's, it's the same meaning amen oh amen mm-hmm. amen once you're, I'm removed, and I say this all the time. I'm kind of scared to go back into that lion's den. Uh, I escaped once. So you gonna leave the brother in there? <laughs> oh, no, nah, no. Nah. God sent me. I he gonna take care of me. And like Amen. I always say, I'll never leave you in the same. Position that I found you Exactly If you're in a hole and I can't get you out I might lay at the top of the hole until we Until we both get discovered Amen Amen I tell you if you're passing by And my house is on fire I want you to call the police department Call the fire department Send some help my way Because now I have why do that I'm out there trying to find the water holes Until they get there Okay Okay yeah, we have to do our part, and I just think as, um, you know, as Christians, sometimes we could go in the church and we could get comfortable on our padded pews, and there's a dying hmm. world all around us, a dying world all around us, but the church don't want to go out into the hedges and the highways. You just want to come in the air condition, be preached to, but what about the work? What about the lost souls? Because God says that upon this rock he'll build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But if we, we just come to church in our car, me and my four, no more, ain't praying for nobody else, just me and my four, me and my husband and my two kids. It's a great work. The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Mm. It's work to be done. Mm-hmm. That's true. Don't, don't, don't nobody want to get dirty. Nobody want to do the dirty work. I think that that's kind of like the 
the dynamic of this show. You know, the pastor talks to the people who's scared to go into the streets, and I talk to the people who's scared to go into the church. All but right. the mission but is the same. Everybody ain't quite ready for the church. Amen. Yeah, we all you, go through the same stuff. You rarely hear about outreach anymore. That's that's a word. Helps ministry and outreach into the community. I mean, here in Tallahassee, this past weekend, we have had three shootings just all in one day on a Saturday. But the church is still going on on Sunday. Nobody's mm-hmm. in the community. What we're praying. There's there's more work to do. And I understand prayer goes where you can, but we got to get involved in the community. It got to be mm-hmm. coming together. Everybody want to be a boss, but no one want to be a leader. Yes. Yes. And and God said he came to serve, but don't nobody want to serve no more. That's that's the lowly of the low. Nobody want to get down and get dirty. Don't nobody want to clean the bathroom church. Oh, they could hire somebody to do that. They they could pay somebody to do that. Mm -hmm. But you ain't pay your 10% this week. And you want to tell me how to... Delegate these funds. You are yeah, something else. It's, it's, a, it's a great work to be done. And I, I'm appreciative to the radio show. And um, a friend of mine shared and gave me the information to call in. I'm very appreciative to it. Where it could just have positive dialogue, not to put anybody down, but share words of wisdom mm-hmm. so that we can continue to build each other up and get the work, kingdom work done. That's it right there. Society do enough of the negative for us. Amen. We, we they teach us how to hate. Yeah. We knew how to love. But we moved away from that direction. So it's about love. It's about positivity. Like you said, it's about speaking positive into everyone. Amen. That's and, our you know, very it's very unfortunate that we have, uh, um, you know, the head over the United States, number 45, as I would say, that's spewing. It's not love that he's spewing, but the Bible tells us to pray for those who, to obey those that have rulership over us. So regardless of how I feel or what I hear coming out of his mouth, I still have to stand in a position of prayer and ask the Father about saving his soul and making them whole. Because if you knew better, you would do better. Amen. And it's the same thing Pastor said. But I'm going to tell you what my wife told me. She said, we don't care who in office. God is still the same. Amen. He's still on the throne. You understand? He's still there. And the Bible says he never sleeps, nor do he slumber. So he's watching. So with that being said, I can care less about what he does, but I'm going to continue to do what God wanted me to do. Amen. Amen. We're going to walk worthy of the call. Amen. Now, if he cast me down (laughs) for using common sense, for exercising the choice that he gave us, and not to follow the foolishness, well, I have to wear that. Amen. And even with that, you know, when it comes to, you know, our position of prayer and intercession, we have to stand in the gap and we even have to intercede on behalf of mm. our fathers, our forefathers, those that have done things 
that we knew that were not of God. And we can stand in the gap and we can intercede and ask God to forgive us. Now, that's something you don't hear about very often. No. Intercessor prayer. Yeah, intercession. Nobody, nobody want to intercede. I mean, in prayer, you know, people don't want to pray because nowadays it's really convenient for the pastor just to go on the internet and get their sermon and and just read off a piece of paper. It's very convenient. We have pastors that's not filled with the Holy Spirit, and that's not the bad. I'm just calling it like it is. Amen. Oh, for sure. Yes, ma'am. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Those are the pastors who, who it's more about the flash than that's right. it's about they're, they're, the people. They're hirelings, and I'm grateful at this time that Benny Hinn. I don't know if you had an opportunity to hear his last message with this prosperity, where he's finally able to tell the truth about this prosperity gospel that they have been teaching and many have turned away from him there you know his name is mud because the cards the, the deck you know he to turn his card face off it ain't no hmm. more thousand dollar line god gonna do this and god gonna do that but god said that he would bring them to an open shame and it's you know covers are just being pulled back at this time where you're able to see everything Well, everybody not ready for transparency. No. We in our last days. We ain't got a whole lot of time to get this thing right. That's true. I think that's part of the problem. People got to get ready for transparency. I mean, you know, you you have to be willing because transparency is truth. Amen. You know, and if you're not willing to sit and, and if you can't sit you're not willing to sit and hear the truth and talk about the truth and be about the truth and even live your truth, then, you know, you just, I mean, you're not living. You know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not experiencing, you're not, you're not growing in your relationship with God. You're just merely existing. Um, How can you get blessings or be blessed when you, when you live in a lie? You're supposed Amen. to bless you. You know, you're supposed to get blessed in, in your lives you live in. You know, so you got to be transparent and, and be open to the truth. And the the world has a saying. They say, if you can't be real, just be still. Hey. Mm. Yeah, forget about that fake it till you make it kind of stuff. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Move on out the way. And let the real come through. Amen. You know, it's funny you brought up our current president. The, the demonstrations, the examples that he's given us as Americans, poor. So we must lean on what our Ancestors, our forefathers and grandparents and all have taught us. Amen. About respecting 
ourselves, about respecting others, respecting our women, respecting our children. Because if we go by what he demonstrating, And and that's amazing because what it has done with him being in office, it has really shown the hand of the white evangelicals because they're saying that him being in office is God's doing. Well, God will do, he'll put us in a position to turn our hearts back to him. I truly believe that. But it really shows you the, the heart of the white evangelicals where we're thinking, you know, church love this, love that or whatever, but stuff is coming out, out of their mouths. They're saying things that we know that's not lining up scripturally with the word of God. I'm talking about your televangelists, those on TV, those that you're sowing your $1,000 seeds to. So it's just, it's just, it has been a great exposure for me with him being in office. And as long as you keep on watching, and it's just going to keep revealing. So we have to stay in a position of prayer and keep our heart pure and right toward the mm-hmm. Father. Amen? Oh, that's mm-hmm. so my grandma used to tell me when people show you who they are, believe them. Believe them. <laughs> Amen. And the funny thing is, he has exposed a whole lot of other people as well. Amen. So, <laughs> the guy who shared a cubicle with you, who now, you know, look at you a little funny, want to call you the N word, have his red hat. With gold letters on After he's out of office This guy will now try to be back Friends with you But you've exposed yourself Exactly And you can't take that back, you can't take when that they, back. Like she said When they show you who they are Believe them We want to give everybody a second say, Oh Billy didn't mean it that way Billy mean it, meant it exactly the way Billy said it Because that was in his heart What's in you got to come at you. Say, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Amen. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Amen. That's his word. Okay. Okay. See, I'm familiar with... I need to rewind. Drunken songs speak sober thoughts. That's so, right. Me. <laughs> but I believe it's saying the same thing. Yes, it is. Man, Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? Because I'm over here feeling good. I'm right there with you. Right there with you. It's just, it overwhelms me that the I'm not, I'm not gonna say righteous or upright even, but what I'm gonna say is there's better candidates. Who conduct themselves with, with more respect, with with mannerisms that's intact, that we could that represents the U.S. a better ambassador of the American people than this guy, because he's teaching 
our kids. When Barack was in office, he taught our kids. He may not have done much for the black community. I don't know. I don't care. But he taught my son he could be anything, including president. And the way he carried himself was bar nine. Okay, I need to ask you to pause right there. Um, did you just say he, uh, whether or not he did anything for the black community, he did great for the black community right there. Just like you said, he taught your son. He taught the world. You can be anything you want to be. Including president. I get what you're saying. I'm just speaking from a political standpoint about the whole whether or not he did for the black community. I said, I don't know. I don't care. But what he did do for my son was enough for me. And and, and we we not not everything will get the front page of the newspaper. Um, oh, for sure. when, when, when 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 you know it's like just believe your eyes. He's standing right. You don't need the newspaper to tell you what he did for the black community. He's standing up there, and 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 many people respect him highly and wish he could uh, come back. I'm I'm sorry. I need to I need to jump back for a minute. Uh, when when y'all were talking about uh, people being exposed, um, and and so I, I need to ask a question. Um, the sister that has joined us this evening, um, she sounds very familiar and sounds like a minister in the Tallahassee area. That is correct. You Amen. I'm still here. So glad that you joined us this evening. Thank you for sharing the information. Um, one of my one and I heard this this um and it's in scripture and, and I, I, I I must call myself out and say I'm not as um as astute when it comes to Bible scriptures as I should be. But what I'm learning and it's helping me in my walk is uh, a scripture that says that the words of my mouth, meditation, my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. See, in in that, that helps me. I feel like that, you know, when I'm asking him to, you know, lead me and guide me that way, whatever I do, whether it's in the dark or the light, it'll be all right. And, and, And it seems like when you were talking earlier, there were some people that were doing some things in the dark, and it came to the light. Do y'all remember when we was maturing that the old people used to tell us that? Anything you do in the dark is going to come into the light? Amen. Mm-hmm. I heard that. And I appreciate that, what you're saying that about what's done in the dark going to come to the light. Because there's a scripture in the Bible that says, if you make your bed in hell, I'm there. Where can you go that I'm not there? So he asked mm. us the question, you can run, but you can't hide. I'm with you wherever you go. Mm. The good, bad, or the indifferent, he right there. But the thing that we have to do is stay in a place of repentance. Y'all think about David. Think about all the things that David did that was not wrong. David was, David opened the door for sin for his whole family. Once David sinned, look at what happened to his, his daughter. His brother, his son raped the daughter. 
one of his sons went with his wife. It was just generational. You could follow that thing down. But one thing about David, David knew how to cry unto the Father and ask for forgiveness. And in this hour, no, we're not going to get everything right. But your foster has to stay in a state of repentance before the Father. Amen? Amen. You feed me now. In actuality, the Father knows what we're going to do before we do it. Amen. That's why he gave us a, a perfect will and a permissive will. If you keep aggravating him about something you want, that man that he knows ain't no good for you, that you will always mm. have a face on your eye because he's black in your eye, but you always mm. in his face, like, God, but I want that man. You ain't in mm. his perfect will. That's his permissive will. He allowed it. He allowed you to get mm-hmm. with that man. And when you got that stake on your eye, but I love him. So God has a perfect will for our lives, and he have a permissive will. So it's just mm. up to us which door we want to go in, because he's mm. a good God. Mm. <laughs> well, y'all, y'all talking tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Got to be careful what we ask for. Amen. Well, you know, my, uh, my situation is different. I'm, I'm going to ask get to make me better. If anybody chooses to destroy it. Come again, you broke up. I was how me, I ask for it. If I be patient, I'm ask for it. I know he's going to give me an opportunity to exercise it, but I'm ask for it. I ain't scared. It's what I'm saying. Amen. And, and think about it. He say, my thoughts and plans for you, they're good and very good to give you a future and a hope. He want to give you the things that you desire. He want to give you the desires of your heart. But then he's a good father. Some things we ask for that we're not quite ready for. Think about the prodigal son. When he told us that, give me my inheritance, his daddy knew he wasn't ready for it. But because he's a good father, he gave it to him. And he went and squandered every dime. Things so bad, he out eating in the whole pen slop. And then he came, the Bible said he came to himself. <laughs> there had to be a moment when you come to yourself. He said, my daddy got hired servants that eat business, that live business. We can keep bothering the father about some stuff. He said, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for your life to give you an expected end. So he didn't wrote the end of the book before the beginning. One thing about when he's developing us, like you do a picture, it's in the dark room. You can't see nothing. Mm. But he's working a work. But we got to have the patience to allow him to do the work. Patience. Oh, look at here. We talked about patience. You know you stepping on a whole lot of people's toes, including mine. I'm just going on tell the truth and shame the devil. Listen. Before I could give it out, I got to be a first partaker of it. I got to eat this thing first, so don't think I got it all together. 
I'm striving for perfection. Don't talk to him, sister. Striving. Every day getting better. Every day. Ain't where I want to be. Ain't where I was. Amen. We don't want to be like what Lot's wife. Whatever was right there, when she had to turn around and look, it was some stuff right there. Sister was turning into a pillow salt. That ain't for me no more. Amen. Yeah, many of us don't understand. You know, this this little foolishness. You know, it catch our attention. But the foolishness was here before you come, and the foolishness gonna be here long after you gone. So don't even waste your time with it. Amen. If I could sing, I would sing you a song. The old saints used to sing this song. It's called "Run and Don't Look Back." Mm. <laughs> well, I don't know about the saints used to sing that song. My my granddad told a good run is better than a bad stay. Amen. Amen. Any day. Any day. We we just we just I look back uh and uh, I'ma just have to call him out. Uh, hey, Uncle John, I tell you sometimes I be trying to rewind those memories and remember the things that Uncle John used to say. Uncle John was speaking volume. He was planting them pearls of wisdom. Because he knew one day we would need him. I thank God for him. Amen. I thank God for those soldiers that was on the battlefield. We didn't even know. We didn't even understand. They was they was getting us ready. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got to do to get the next generation, you know, those that want to get ready. That impact is important, you know. Because, uh, um, I mean, I can remember bike and uh, – uh, this was before uh, 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 the uh, DJ was even alive. I can remember being about five, six years old, sitting on the porch next to John, Uncle John, eating some cookies. And Uncle John was telling me things, and I'd be eating my cookies and be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like I knew what he was talking about. But I thank God for him. I pray his Amen. soul in peace. Even with you saying that, I it, Scripture came to mind, and I'm sorry, but Scripture always coming to mind. Well, the Bible hey, says that some, some planted, some water, but God give the increase. When you can look hey, back Lord. to when you were five years old, the word was being planted back then. And I heard the, the um, announcer talk about his granddad. So uh-huh. those were nuggets. Those were seeds being planted. But look, it's hey, almost Lord. coming to full fruition that God has given the increase where you can still look back and think about where you came from and the work that God began way back when. He's still doing the work. He ain't finished yet. That's the beauty of it. Preach, preacher. And the thing about God uses us to do what it is that he wants us to do. And something that she was talking about with my grandfather I don't ever recall him going to church, but everything, all the less the nuggets, as you call them, 
or there's something in the Bible that parallels. And they had to leave a lasting impression because you're still repeating them. Right. That's all I know. He's my first that's the beauty of free will. We don't have to go to church, uh, to a building. Uh, from what I understand, we are the church. Now, this particular building may have a service on Sunday and on Tuesday and on Saturday, but we can praise and worship 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We can read our Bibles, you know, at our convenience. And uh, uh, that's uh, and, and I, I don't know if I've ever seen him read the Bible, but I remember Grandma read the Bible. So, um, you know, uh, that's the beauty of our free will and, and the flexibility uh, that we have in our communities that, you know, we can look at it at his word at our convenience, you know, uh, even in the midnight hour, you know, when we're going through. But, um, yeah, he, he definitely represented and uh just just didn't didn't know that uh years later he would come back. Uh sometimes I miss him more than I miss my grandparents and some other ones. Uh but um, you know, I'm I'm just grateful to God uh for his uh dedication to the community and for the impact he had on, you know, our lives and just so many others. It's so beautiful uh when I run across people that uh, had known him in his life, and I know that uh, he had had a, a positive impact on their lives. So, so um, you know, uh, that's that's so important that uh, in sharing the word and being the example, letting our light shine, uh, showing the world, you know, how wonderful God is and how good God has been uh, to us. Um, it's, it's 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 so beautiful and amazing, even to just just be right here, because uh, every time I you know listen to the show, I call into the show, show I feel like I'm at church. We just don't sing yet. We pray, but I thank God for that. Well, all our our elders, you know, they have their reasons for doing the things that they have done and did. And it may not have made sense to us then, but I promise you, just hearing these conversations, it was all worth it. And the legacy is still living. Amen. Amen. So I I don't, like I said, I I can't give you all the scriptures, but the way that I walk, you can tell that I'm not of this. I may be in it, but I'm not of it. Right, man. A a saint is just a sinner who fell down but got up. Get on up. Get on up. Miss Quick, you quiet over there. What's your thoughts? And uh, I was just thinking that it may be maybe good that your granddaddy didn't go to church. Sometimes when church folk get in church and they get lost, you know, like the sister said, they don't know how to come out and and teach nobody how to get to where they to where they are because they forgot where they came from. So <laughs> if your granddaddy went to church, you may not have learned all you did. Oh, <laughs> probably probably a good word, but. You're probably right. 
You know, um, but no, you know, I mean, I, I'm just taking it all in. You're on the right track. And, and um, you know, even, you know, things that I learned from my grandma, you know, like some things, things of that nature um, aren't being taught anymore um, because it's, it's, it's like we got the church folk in church and we got the street folk in the street, you know, so there's no... Um, there's nowhere for us to meet up and, and get word. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's good that that calls like this exist because we have the opportunity for those who don't get to go to church regularly get be able to get the word and, and learn a little bit about how to apply it in layman's terms, you know? Um, so it's, it's all good stuff. I appreciate tonight's conversation. Listen, I'm just I just know that somebody we will impact somebody tonight. A whole bunch of somebody's. Yeah, and um you know, it was I was I watched I don't know if you guys watched Queen Sugar, but I watched Queen Sugar and and I haven't seen the season finale quite yet, but in one of the episodes um one of the young young guys in there was hanging out at, at a park with his cousin, little and his little cousin got lost, young boy. And so the older cousin had already had a run in with the police in a previous episode. But in any case, um when when the young boy got lost, the police helped him and let the boy sit in the back of his car until his cousin seen him. And obviously, you know, like the cousin was trying to get to the boy and the cop, you know, was asking him for identification and stuff. I guess that was, you know, I guess as he should, because he didn't know who the guy was approaching his car. And anyway, he put his hand on his gun. Now, this kid got a backpack, and the only thing he's saying is, you know, like, that's that's my cousin. But I say that to say that after, you know, that scene was over and they go back to the house, and um, these their two boys, and they're, they're in the room in the kitchen talking amongst other men, you know, one of the elders said, you know, don't you ever let anyone change who you are. You keep loving. You keep being you. You keep doing what, you know, your mom and what we're we're all teaching you to do. You keep striving to be the good man that you are. Um, don't, for any reason, don't ever let anyone get you out of character. Um, so I think that conversations like that need to be had more and more. Uh, uh, and it's not going to happen. You're not going to get that in a church. You know, you, you can't get something as simple as that in a church. Um, not nowadays. I agree. You know, it's about the show. But this show, uh, we talk like we at the kitchen table. This We all family. We go air it out. We go improve, we go hug, we go cry, and I'll see y'all next week. Because this is what we need. We need to embrace the fact that we're not perfect. We need to embrace the fact that we wasn't always in the church, that we we still screw up. But Amen. if I, you can learn from my screw up, then it was worth it. If I could learn from my screw up, it was worth it. Come on, y'all. Y'all don't hit me though. Y'all don't got quiet on me. Y'all don't hit me. Maybe y'all. No, don't it's, me. no it, it, it all no, going back you, you to going back and strengthening your brother. 
You know, if I'd have made all the mistakes and I got young girls coming up, if I'd have made the mistakes, hey, let me tell y'all what I did. Let me tell you the error of my ways. Let me tell you, hey, don't take that route right there because that's going to lead to dead end. We got to go mm-hmm. back and strengthen our brethren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a work to be done, a great work to be done. Mm-hmm. I think I remember that could be our talk. We, we, this that we go through, and I say this all the time, it wasn't for us. God didn't bring us through it for us. Amen. He brought us through it so we could teach somebody else. So maybe Amen. we can teach somebody else from going down that line. Amen. But if once we, once we go and, and you know we talk in front of thousands, we forget that part. Huh. We forget why we're really here. Amen. It's about this, the the fancy robes and, and the matching shoes and and all that. No, it ain't about that. If we could ever learn to be truthful, and that this this is my prayer, if we could ever learn to be truthful and tell our story, because each and every one of us have a story to tell. So we want to pick and choose what we want to share. Drinking and smoking has never been my thing. I lived a life that wasn't pleasing in the sight of God. You understand? So I can't tell you what it's like to get drunk, to fall down. I can't tell you what it's like to be high. But if it came to um, chasing men, having multiple men, you know, just a woman that like men, I can tell you about that. But drinking and smoking, I can't share that part of my life with you. But as the church, we didn't got dressed up with our hats on and our shiny shoes, and we sitting at, want to think that we've been sitting at the right hand of the Father forever where we won't tell the truth. Where the, mm-hmm. the young teenager get pregnant in the church and we're frowning and talking down to her. But how many mm-hmm. abortions you went ahead through the bite, though? But you can't tell the truth because you got on your big hat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want them to take their. I want them to take the mask off. Come on, take the mask off. Let's be real. Can we talk? That need to be the next sermon that need to be preached. Can we talk? Can we talk? Speaking of sermons, Pastor, welcome to the line. Mm. Can we talk? Hello. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. I'm on the line. I got my sisters on here. They got mm-hmm. standing up, pace the rules. They they talking. They too. Let them talk, man. Let them oh, talk. Ladies' re- night. <laughs> Listen. So I'm gonna go on the fade back and let them finish talk, talking to me. Let them talk. We gonna take these shiny shoes off of these big hats off and be real. Take these masks off. Don't forget where you come from. Amen. Come on now, go and bring think, it home now. I, I think that we would have a better chance at reaching the people if if the saints just tell the truth. But we we don't want to be truthful. We don't want to tell what God has brought us from. So at, at some point in, in life, we could just be real with the people. But don't nobody want to tell the the um, ugly part. Mm. No, because the saints got too comfortable with turning their nose up. 
They don't Amen. know how to open their mouth anymore. Not to tell the truth anyway. They open their mouth, but it's not to tell the truth <laughs> about where they come Amen. from. Amen. <laughs> right. Amen to that. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my mouth closed. Y'all going on? <laughs> Y'all going on? <laughs> so I mean, you know, I I I guess for me, I've I've even had a, a personal situation to where, um, you know, someone approached me and was was very displeased and you know, and my decision on that I'd made for my life and my family and um, church folk. And I guess it left me feeling like, like now you go to church faithfully and, and you know, God is God, but yet you hold me to, you know, such, such a high standard. And, and did you forget I was human? Um, have you forgotten that, that I'm allowed to, well, I guess in, in your eyes, make mistakes. But um, have you not forgotten where you came from? Because I know a little bit about your story, but never have I passed judgment on you, you know. So I guess at, at that point, it made me realize that 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 people get to a place and they get comfortable and, you know, the the approach to... I guess um, their approach to to bringing you in or approach to a conversation um, is is all wrong. It's coming from it may be coming from a place of love, but it sounds like or it comes across as as judgmental. And well, you know, like like the sister say, we forget how we get in church and we get our hats and we forget how to be open and transparent and. And communicate and and we we live in a world that's not perfect. The Bible says that love covers a multitude of faults. Now that speaks volumes because if I love you, only thing I'm gonna do is try to build you up. It's never to tear you down, and that's mm-hmm. what love does. Remember we talked about charity that it starts at home and it spreads abroad. Mm-hmm. But somehow we have forgotten our love walk. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't stop on my behalf. Please continue. <laughs> what past that? I want to hear from him. I'm sitting in the pews tonight. Y'all in the pulpit. Go for it. <laughs> Amen. Because I come to get everything from the pew to the back door. <laughs> oh, she she can't she can't look at for us, Pastor. Well, I'm, I'm not hard to find. Yeah, I'm not hard to find. I'm here, but I'm listening. I'm not uh, <laughs> quiet because I disagree. I'm not quiet because. Uh, of anything other than the fact that I'm just I think tonight is is ladies night I think that you know you need to say what you're saying and then I think you need to take 
full advantage of this and uh, share your truth. And uh, Amen. So that's why I'm, I'm sitting back in the old folks say sitting back in the cut. I'm good. Y'all <laughs> go for it. Amen. And I appreciate that. But I think the dialogue has been been great. Um, I don't know if anyone's watching or paying attention, but you know we have pastors that's you know basically taking their lives. Mm. Taking their lives, you know, suicide is all, at an all-time high rate among pastors. Mm. And so that within itself, that speaks volumes. If the pastor want to take his own life, where did that leave the, you know, if the shepherd um, going out by suicide, where did that leave the sheep? Mm. That's something else there. Right. Obviously, you ain't been reading the news. You don't look at the internet. We just had a pastor, what, two days ago, um, take his life. No, I'm sorry. No, it's no problem, but I mean, it's just at a, you know, back in the day, you didn't hear things like this, but that's why I know that we're in our last days. That's why I know we're at the end. We don't have time to get it right. We got to make our election and our calling sure. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I do know is we got to continue having these conversations because there's a lot of people out here. They're lost and they're scared to go into the into the into the place. You got to let them know that they're not alone in, 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 their, in the deeds they've committed, in their thoughts. You know, we've, we've been there too. In fact, some of us are still there. So we can't look down on them. Well, I can't look down on them. They ain't no better than you are. None of us have any room to look down on anybody. We're supposed to be strengthening and we. I want all of us to make it in. I don't want none of us, none of God's people to perish. But, but we're li- living in some crucial times, very crucial times. You know, um, I, I'm one that I, I read a lot and I on the Internet a lot where if you look at the pedophilias, they're trying to change the law where pedophiles, pedophilias are allowed to have sex with children. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much that we need to be concerned about than sitting on our padded pews. They're trying to make it where um, pedophilias, they're trying to lower the age where they can marry children, that they can marry children. So what they're trying to do is just what pedophilias do all the while, you know, prey on little children. But they're trying to make it legal just as the homosexuals, they were moving their um, agenda and got their laws passed. If we're not wise, if the church is sleep. We have to wake up and sharpen our discernment and see what is really going on. That's crazy. Okay. I'm floored. Yeah, I'm, I'm floored. 
Pastor, mm-hmm. what, what's your thoughts, man? Give me some thoughts on this, man, because she done blew my mind, bro. <laughs> well, um, everything that, you know, that they're saying is um, is true as far as the um, the suicide rate and all of that. You know, that's been going on for ages. They're just, right, just talking about it now, but it's it's been going on for ages. The pastors have been... Um, you know, walking out of the pulpit, walking completely out of ministry, and some of them even, you know, uh, taking their own lives because of uh, the stress, the strain, you know, and even the temptation, you know, things of that nature. I'm not going to tell you that it's, um, you know, it's right. I'm not going to tell you that, you know, what they did was, I understand it. I can't, I'm not going to tell you any of that. I know what I deal with on a personal day-to-day basis, but that's decisions that they made. So that's not new as far as the pedophiles and things of that um, uh, is concerned. It, it it does happen. Yes, the church needs to sharpen their discernment. Yes, the church needs to uh, awaken. But first thing we got to do is identify the church. The church is not that building with the steeple now. The church is not that pastor standing in the pulpit. The church is all of us that have confessed Amen. to be a child of God. So it's going to start inside right. that building. It starts whenever that mother and that uh, father lay down with each other and create that child and don't rear them properly. It starts there. It starts whenever parents don't go to uh, to, to uh, school board meetings. It starts Amen. whenever we don't get out and we don't vote. It starts when we pass the buck and say, these white folk are doing whatever, and then we're not doing anything but sitting around complaining. It's talking. We have conversations like this, and it's just we identified the problem, but nobody is doing anything as far as the uh, solution is concerned. And it starts, you know, with your topic tonight when you're talking about being an example. You know, if I'm a little girl, don't tell me don't sleep with some guy. When you got some Negro laying up in your bed that you ain't married to. Don't Amen. tell me don't drink no don't I shouldn't drink and smoke whenever you see daddy outside, you know, with a forty ounce. Don't 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 do that to me. So, you know, what you do carries more weight than what you say. You know. Uh that's why people <laughs> people people need to be careful how they carry themselves. And so it's not just a, you know, one sided conversation. It's it's uh it's uh something we have to look in the mirror and say, Okay, Am I fulfilling my calling? Am I doing what, you know, um, God ordained for me to do? You know, we we got to look at um, at at uh, all of it. We got to be willing to go that extra mile. We got to be real, realize that if you're a child of God, the Bible said you are a city that's supposed to be sitting on a hill. You're not supposed to be hidden. You're supposed to expose, you know, uh, of whatever you've learned. It said the older women are to teach to the younger women. So we we have a responsibility, and we got to ask ourselves: Are we are we fulfilling that? Are we doing that? Are we doing, you know, what we should be doing? Because um, it's a sad, sad out here now. It's rough out here now. And the Bible says it best. It said the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. In other words, there's a lot of work to be done, but very few people are willing to do the work. You know, I go into the prisons. And I don't see very many folk. I go into the schools, I don't see many folk. You know, I go to the hospitals and to the 
uh, nursing homes, and I see people that have put their moms and dads in there and rarely ever go see them. And so I go to the school board meetings, and I don't see anybody in there except for, you know, um, <laughs> the people that are making the decisions. So we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do, and it is bad out here now. I think it's worse now than I've ever seen it, to be absolutely honest to you. And I see pastors that are uh, they're burned out, and they quit. They just throw their hands and say, I can't do this, because they've taken on, to be honest with you, a lot of them have taken on too much. And they they got to realize pastoring is my title. That's not who I am. I'm still a man. And I need rest Amen. like everybody else. And they won't they won't do that. So it's it's a struggle out here right now. But uh if we all do our part, if we all pull together, I'm telling you, you can see a turnaround come in this world. I know you can. God is not gonna be defeated, you know. And um if we come together, I promise you, you'll start to see things uh uh turn around. If we'll we'll stand up to the little young buck and say, Look, man, uh, the reason I'm telling you to pull your pants up is because I did something similar. But you know, like you said earlier, we're we're slow to share that. Even though Jesus, you know, showed his past, he he revealed his wounds. He showed them. He said, if you want to see what they stabbed me in the hands, you want to see what they did to me, put your hand right here. I'll let you touch it. I'm not ashamed Amen. of where I come from. I'm not ashamed Amen. of what I've been through. And a lot of us want to. You know, we don't want anybody to know what we've been through. And so we we pretend like, you know, ooh, these young girls having babies at a, at a, at a, that don't make sense. Well, you were sliding up underneath Uncle Uncle Leroy's barn too now. Don't don't forget that. You didn't go to the okay. hotel because you had the money, <laughs> you know. And so uh, we, we got we to gotta be truthful. We got to be honest. And nobody's asking you to stand up in public and do it, but you have individual opportunities. Just that young Amen. girl out there that you see with her head down. You know why her head's down. You've been there. You know what that look. You've been there. Game recognizes game. You know, she's been taken advantage of. Go to her and minister to her. Go to that young boy and ask him, okay, why are you trying to hang with this gang right here? Well, you know, why Why are you doing that? Well, you know why they're doing it. They're not getting love from their family, from their church, you know, um, and things like that. So they're reaching out to somebody that will love them. So, yeah, we got a ton of work to do, a ton of work to do. So, yes, we should be an example. God places us here to be an example. God delivered you so that you can go and deliver someone else. Scripture says, you know, uh, that you ought to strengthen your brother. And so the only way you can strengthen your, your brother is because you now have strength. So, yeah, we got a lot of work, a lot of work to do. And the first part is to take off all the... I think y'all call it the facades and the mask and all that. I say just go back to the way God meant for you to be, and that's naked. He didn't make you with clothes on. Adam and Eve put clothes on after they messed up. So most of us right now, we're wearing things, you know, metaphorically speaking, uh, because we're trying to hide something. I got scars on my legs. But the reason I got the scars on my legs is because I was on a bicycle riding it in a place where my mama told me, leave the bicycle alone. So I got scars from all the stitches and all of that. So when I tell my boys, listen, get in the house. Don't don't be out all times night in that car. You know, I need to tell them. You know what? I couldn't afford a car, but I had a bicycle. Look what happened to me. 
and maybe they would listen to me. But when I just say, just do what I tell you, nobody's trying to hear that. Show me that you know what you're talking about. <laughs> so that's all I got, Big Q. You got to take you, you got to lay it in your hands now. Amen. I, I thank God for that dialogue, Pastor. That's all I wanted. I wanted a little dialogue. And if you, um, if they could tell you the same scriptures you use <laughs> were the same ones that I was able to share about when you've been strengthened, go back and get your, your brethren. Right. And the other scripture right. was that the labor is plentiful, but, you know, yep. the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. So I thank God for that because God, people are speaking the same language. Amen? Yeah, this is, uh, we all should be speaking truth. So thank God for you. Well, we all know that y'all can speak the truth. I'm going to speak the real. Like I said, <laughs> God got to talk to me about going back. But I'm willing to demonstrate. I don't know if I'm going back, but I'm going to demonstrate. Amen. The way he has me. I'm going to be an example. Because the ones back there, uh, I can't really. But the ones in front of me, those are the ones that I can save. Those ones can prevent from going there. But can we agree? Sometimes when you go back, they see that you're still holding on, you're still doing the right thing, and that might inspire them. You might not see it, but it might inspire them to uh, get on the right track. Uh, we'll reach people, many of them, and we'll never know that we reach them. Well, see, remember, they don't know who I am. They know who I was. You dig? They're not gonna respect. The, they're not gonna recognize the man that I am and the man that I'm becoming. They just go. They just got memories. I don't do memories. I do plans. I I, I have to disagree with you. You don't know what their thoughts are gonna be. Just the fact that they see you may be devastating alone. He's still here. Something he must be doing something right. Well, give me something they better than a maybe. Mm-hmm. Give me something better than maybe, because I know for sure, just like when Jesus healed him, he told him to go out the other door. Don't come in the same door you can't, that we brought you in. Go out the other door. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Pastor, why is that? Sis, why is that? Oh, oh, the church told up quiet on me? Why is that? No. Nope. No, uh-uh. I'm going to let Pastor handle that because I'm not familiar with that one, that particular scripture. I'm trying to understand what, what you just said. I heard something about another door and healing. When Jesus, when Jesus healed the man, the blind man, he told mm-hmm. him to go out the other door. Don't go back out the same one that we brought you in. Right. You said, oh, why he tell us go and sin no more. No, that's two different stories that y'all are talking about. The one that you were <laughs> okay. talking about. One that you was talking about. No, you're good. It's just two different stories as well. But the one Q was talking about, they brought a blind man to Jesus, and after Jesus went through a little process there, but eventually the man was healed. And Jesus told him, you know, don't go back the way you can. Go to, in the opposite direction. Go another way. And um, you know, it's it's pretty simple. Now, if I, if, if God just healed me. Uh, and I go back to where I came from, the, the potential and the possibility 
uh, of what I just was delivered from, it may jump back on me again. You know, sometimes you can't return. The Bible said a dog shouldn't return to his vomit. You know, you got to be careful going back to where you came from because, listen, he healed you, but the temptation is still there. You know, uh, and so he wants him to go another direction. Can he send some back to another, to the same place? I guess it's in timing he could, but he clearly instructed that man, don't you go back to the way you came from. In other words, don't go back with the people you were with. Don't go back to doing the things you were doing. Go back, don't go back to living where you were living. That's what got you into trouble to begin with. Go in this direction right here, and you can continue to walk, you know, in your healing. So now in the story you're talking about, I think you said, um, I don't forget what you said now, so forgive me. <laughs> I don't forget that story. What, what was the one you were talking about? Where he told the man to go and sin no more. No, you're, you're right. It's two different stories, two totally different mm-hmm. stories. Yes. It's but I think completely, you were setting us yeah. on the right path. <laughs> oh, no, we, 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 we all good. We all good. So uh, I didn't I didn't hear what the premise of everything was, but I, cute, I think that's the one you were talking about. Oh, that was it, Pastor. I appreciate that. Hey, you clutch, man. Nah, man, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just I'm just sitting over here. I'm like the I'm like the pastor y'all were talking about that's ready to to the to to end this thing. I, I'm the kind of person that's um you know, I quit quite often. Now when I say I quit I don't actually quit. You know, I'll just say I can't do this anymore, I give up. This is my last service. After service I said, That was pretty good, I'm gonna go back again. You know. Um <laughs> you know. So I quit quite often, so I do understand uh, why somebody would, uh, you know, really, to be honest with you, um, want to give up. But in reality, you should feel feel like that because guess what? Jesus gave his life. So why should I do any less? And I, I'm not talking about necessarily in the physical, but a lot of the time that you know, maybe Q has. I don't have that time. You know, a lot of times you guys are on the on the line, and and I'm on the road trying to get home to where I can get a decent signal or whatever. You know, I had just to give you an idea, and, I, and I'm, I'm I'm talking now to because I felt in my heart that there's some people out there, not just pastors, but parents that want to quit. I feel like there's some some you know maybe some students out there that want to quit. As a woman that wants to say, listen, I. Brother, for my mother to raise my kids, I can't can't deal with this no more. I want to live myself. And so I'm, I want you to know from my perspective, you know what? I do want to quit from uh, time to time. It does. It gets, it, gets, it gets hard. It gets difficult. It doesn't seem fair um, or whatever. But you have, to, um, you have to hang in there. You have to do what you can. You got to take pride in knowing that, you know, you are making a difference. You don't always see the difference that you're making, but you are making a difference. And your actions are going to um, really have a major impact on other people. So whatever you decide, my sister, my brother, whatever it is you think you can walk away from, it's not just something that's going to uh, benefit you or bless you. It's something that's going to affect, you know, countless other people. So I want you to think about your decision because, again, I, I quit uh, quite often, you know. So I want to give you an idea of what 
just my week was like, just to, just to, just to help you to understand. Okay, Sunday I pastored two churches, so I had to get up at about at about 5 a.m. and put the final touches on what I had to do. And at 7:45 I was on the road headed to the first church. I got there, went through the service at 10:05 uh, a.m. I left there, went to my second service. And then after the um, um, second service was over, we had a meeting. The meeting lasted till about 2 o'clock. I was able to come home and sit down and relax for just a little bit, and then I had to go out to um, a bereaved family's house and put the final touches on a funeral that was coming up. And then I got a little bit of rest and got up that morning and had to get ready for the funeral itself, go to the church and make sure that all the Parking attendants were in place, make sure all the food was prepared, make sure that everything was the way it was supposed to be. And by 3 o'clock, I had to make sure somebody picked up my kids, had to make sure everything was in order. Did a eulogy for a 99-year-old woman, uh, sat and ate with the family for just a few minutes. After that was over, I had to come home and uh, get ready because we had about 200 kids that were coming to the church on Wednesday. But... In the meantime, on that Tuesday, I had a meeting with the architect, and when that was over, I got ready for the Wednesday class. had three classes on Wednesday, three classes, one at 8.30 a.m. until uh, 10 o'clock, another from 10.30 to 12, and another from 12.30 uh, to 1.30, uh, 1.45, actually. And so when that was over, I was able to come home, get my kids from school, and at 5 o'clock, I had a meeting with Northeast Technical College, which is a, actually a technical college about signing people up for college and inside the church. Uh, that happened at 6 o'clock. At 7 o'clock, I had Bible study. Bible study was over um, eh, about 8, 8.15. Came home and I had to get ready for Thursday because I had another Bible study on Thursday. But before Bible study, I had two meetings with family members because, um, well, not family members, but church family members that, having some issues. I had to have lunch with one of them. And so then I finally got home and was able to get on this call tonight. So now that's not going to include tomorrow, Saturday, and start this all over again on Sunday. So after all of that, you guys haven't heard anything about the bills I had to pay, the wife I haven't been able to see or talk to, the children I've just been waving at, or the rest that I needed for my own body. So when you start putting all that um on yourself, that's why a lot of them are quitting, walking away. They're saying, uh, I can't do this. What's in it for me? I look at it and say, okay, I quit, but guess what? You know what, God? It's an honor that you called me to do it. And if you called me to do it, you gave me the strength to do it. And so I look at it as that, and that gives me the strength to be able to keep on keep going. So I wanted to share that tonight because there's somebody out there saying, you know what? Every time I turn around, I'm doing for other people what's in it for me. Listen, my brother, listen, my sister, if you'll stay steadfast, if you'll hang in there, God has something bigger than a payday. He has a reward for you, you know, and He, what he has for you, I promise you, is greater than anything you can give yourself, but you've got to stay with it. You've got to be faithful. You've got to be committed to God. So I wanted to share that with with that man, with that woman, with that couple. I wanted to share that with that pastor, with that teacher. I wanted to share that with that 
employee, the person that feels like quitting, you know, you're not the only one. Don't ever feel like you're the only one. There's others out there that are struggling and suffering, and you just don't know it. They just don't say anything about it. And please understand that when you get to your weakest point, when you get to where you have a tremendous need, God will show you where to turn, and there are people out there that God will use to pull you through. So just hold on, my brother. Hold on, my sister. And maybe that's why I needed to get on the line tonight because somebody felt like quitting, and you're the one that has to be the example. And God will take you through trials, through tribulations, so that other people can look and say, wow, if they can handle that, I know I can handle this. So just hold on. That's all I can say. That's all I got to say. So I took up about 10 minutes right there, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> but I did it to try and help somebody, not to complain about what I go through because, yeah, like I said, if I don't quit every day, it's a miracle. But usually every two, three days I quit. I just quit because you know, <laughs> it's like, nah, man, I want to go home and watch a movie. I want to go home and, you know, as Q say, eat a honey bun. I want to do something. But uh, you know what? It's, it's Somebody else's life is worth it. It's worth it to me. So if God has to take me through that to be an example, it's worth every bit of it. It really is. Amen. I thank God for you saying that, Pastor. And I pray and ask that God restore the virtue that um, has been given out all week, that he will restore oh, yeah. the that he would send an Aaron and a her to hold up Moses' hands when he gets tired. <laughs> Look at you now, all right. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And he always he always does that. That's why this line is so important. Um, I can get on here and, and um, it actually adds to me rather than taking away from me. And I just enjoy getting on a couple of times a week and, um, you know, joking around and just, you know, being honest and just, you know, letting letting taking the everything off and just saying, look, this this thing is real. There's no joking in this, you know. So I I love this line, love this ministry, you know. I really love it. Well, we're very thankful for you as well. We thank you for, of course, Miss Quick and the sisters. I tonight y'all have uh, taken this thing to a whole nother level. And his energy is, is is beyond the whole. This knowledge <laughs> is even further than that. So I appreciate it, man. Y'all don't even know how much how much y'all mean to me. If only for this moment, y'all mean the world to me. <laughs> so now that we know the situation, we know the problem. Now we got to talk about the resolution. I know nobody want to talk about that part. Everybody want to identify the problem. Let's talk about the resolution. How can we fix it? Sometimes the resolution. I'm sorry. Uh, sometimes no, resolution... no. Go ahead. I'm listening. Is is to be obedient because I mean the subject tonight is very interesting. Uh, what impact have you had on others? I, I just have to give credit where credit is due. I remember my uncle, uh, my uncle Booker told me years ago, think before you speak. Well, if I just would have listened to that simple phrase, I'd have saved myself a whole bunch of butt whoopings 
And I'm not talking about the butt whippings I got at home. I'm talking about the butt whippings I got in the street. But when I when I he only said it to me maybe once or twice, but I, I could hear him. I I can almost remember where we were when he told me the first time. Uh, and 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 just you know take heed. You know, being obedient uh, uh, will help us out and uh, save us a lot of troubles. If that memory came back when Pastor was talking about those scars on his leg and the bicycle and his mama told him don't do it, and he did it anyway. You know, sometimes if we just listen and take heed, you know, that, that'll be the solution. Well, <laughs> Those whoopings are something else, and those those are the ones that's that's more impactful. You know, those lessons are more impactful when, especially when you can connect that pain to go with it. Especially, and it may not even be physical pain, but it, it may be financial, it may be embarrassment, it may be emotional, what have you. You know, not to go back down that road. So when you talk about in positivity, you know, when you tell somebody, you know, you can do it or you got this, you know, I'm rooting for you. When you're speaking that positive into their life, that's those nuggets, that's the, those seeds that we're planting. And I think sis and pastor were saying that somebody else come along and, and, and water it, but God is the source of it all. Amen. Amen. My resolution is that we just continue to look to the hills with coming to our help and all our help comes from the Father. If we could keep our sight, our our sight, our vision set on God and not so much in the things that are going on around us or in the word world, remember his word and what he says. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He started this thing and surely he will end it. Amen? Amen. Oh, I agree. But remember now, he sent some of us out to work. He I mean, sent all of us out to work. <laughs> so so I'm, I might have to go on out here and, and, and like like we said earlier, you know, talk to the ones that are scared to go into the church. You know what I mean? Amen. But the whole, the whole is to is to is to better our brothers. Is to welcome our brothers. Amen. And show them we all go through the same thing. We've been through the same thing. And then I'll lead them over to the pastor, and, and he, he can take it from now. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. You know. Um, there's probably not a week go by that um, I don't have to sit down with, with, with people. And I'm glad you guys are giving, you know, different ways of, um, of uh, you know, rectifying situations because that's what it takes. You, you can't, you know, what works for one may not work for another. Um, I'm finding out that um, for the guys, you know, um, the the butt whooping sometimes is not a, enough. What I have to do with the guys is I have to challenge them. I have to, you know, when I say challenge them, I mean, you know, uh, literally say something to them like, you know what, um, how bad do you really want this thing? 
I mean, do you want it bad enough to whip the man that's in front of you that's trying to get the same thing? I mean, how bad do you really want this thing? I mean, you man enough to stand up and let her know I'm just as you know good a man as you are. I mean, do you really believe that? I have to challenge them sometimes, and then sometimes I have to show them the you know the the outcome for one young man i i, I took out three folders and I, I one of the folders was had a degree in it and it was a fake one but it was a degree that that showed they graduated from um college and the other one was one that where i go to the prison and it showed you know my, all my little prison stuff in there and then the the um last one was a death certificate and I asked him, I said, okay, within the next year, tell me which one am I going to do for you? Am I going to celebrate one of your accomplishments where you, for instance, graduated? Am I going to have to see you behind prison walls? Or am I going to have to do your eulogy? Which one is it going to be? Because I'm going to do one of them. I don't know which one, but which one is it going to be? So sometimes I have to literally deal with it like that. I have a young lady, and this has been a few years ago. And she said, I've already had one child out of wedlock. And she said, now I'm pregnant. And she said, I just come by to let you know that, you know, I'm going to have an abortion by the end of the week. And I told her, the fact that you came here lets me know that you really don't want to do it. I said, you really don't want to have it? Because if you really wanted to have it, you wouldn't have come and told me about it. You came so I could talk you out of it. I said, now let me ask you a question. Uh, How would you... Feel if your mother had decided to have an abortion with you, I said. If my mother had decided to have an abortion, you know, uh, would you, who would you be talking to right now? You know, and it just gave him gave her another perspective on it. And this girl now has uh, three children. She's uh, married, living in a very nice home. She's not a millionaire or anything like that, but she's doing, you know, okay. And you know, some of my intelligent kids. Uh, and she's glad she didn't have an abortion. So all I'm saying is there's a different way to 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 reach everybody. For some, you got to show them your thorn, your 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 scars, and for some, you got to grab them and let them know. And that's the other thing. Don't be afraid. And you can't do everybody like that. But you got to grab them and let them know. Listen, I got you. I love you. We're in this thing together. If I got it, you got it. You're not in it by yourself. You'd be surprised, man. I heard someone earlier say, love covers a multitude of sins. So, you know, that's a method also. So it just depends on who you're dealing with. So don't just get the one size fits all because, you know, your one size ain't going to fit me. I'm going to tell you that right now. You got to come with some with some X's in order to fit me. So, you know, we got to make sure that we approach them the right way. It's like fishing. If you've ever been fishing, you know, you can use a cricket, you can use a worm, you can use a spinnerbait. The whole lot depends on what you're trying to catch, you know, and that's what we got to do is don't just go and what Jesus said is going to be all right. And that one may not work for everybody. Sometimes you got to show love instead of talking about love. So that's my spill on it quick. I'll put it back in your hands. I I agree. I agree. Like you said, it's not one size fit all, and it takes a real believer to be able to customize it for each individual. But we all create it as individuals. You know what I mean? So your method may not work as good as my method. 
for this situation. But regardless, the end game is the same. Remember, we appreciate the journey more than we appreciate the destination. I learned a lot in this journey. So I have a lot to teach, especially about all the wrong all the wrongdoing. I don't this this the right side of things, I I can't really tell you too much about that. But I can tell you about the wrong. <laughs> I'm no different, you know, but like Sister said earlier, I just know how to repent. But I'm not also not afraid to show my scars. I'm Amen. not afraid to tell you, you know, about mug shots. I'm not afraid to tell you how to get ink off your hand. If you get it, you got to get fingerprinted. Listen, let's have a talk <laughs> because because it's real in the battlefield. Mm, man. You know, initially I may turn you away. You may, you may, you may be like this. This guy, nah, he's too raw for me. But you go circle back around. And see me. I'm be sitting right there. You got to see me to go to the next level. Oh yeah. But then, but you know, also, I guess Q now is is uh is men's night out. Maybe the women are tired now. We taking over the airways. But you know, another thing we got to do is. We got to learn to use our resources. For instance, if I'm trying to reach a young girl and she's talking about being abused by a man, okay, I can talk to her, you know, to a point, but I should be able to go to one of these ladies on the phone and say, look, I got somebody I need you to talk to. And they should be able to speak speak to them from a female perspective and you know, see, every problem is not a problem for me to resolve. Sometimes I got to, for instance, pull my wife in and say, look, you need to talk to her. Uh, this is what she's dealing with. And, uh, you know, you need to you need to break this thing to where uh, she can really, really, really understand it. You know, and, you know, I got little girls that come in and, you know, they don't have a mother in the house. You know, the man is raising the children and all of a sudden, Excuse the expression, but the little girl's cycle starts, and the man, he knows what it is, but he ain't never had one. He don't know what to do. He don't even know what to buy. Uh-huh. He's buying, he buying Brillo pads. He don't have no clue what he's doing. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so as certain women in the church, uh, you know, I'm able to call and say, listen, um, I need you to sit and talk with her. I need you to get her everything that she needs. Here's the money for it. And I go do that. And 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 they're they're able to handle that. They're able to help the men by taking the girls once a, you know, I don't know, once a month, once a quarter, whatever it is, to get their hair done so that they can carry themselves like young ladies. So what I'm saying is we got to learn how to delegate also. You know, if you're not an expert in the area, stop trying to be that. Stop trying stop to be that. that is. And, Amen. And, and, and pass it on to the one that, you know, that can handle that, you know. And um, I think we'd be a lot better off, man. We got to use every resource we got, man. And sometimes we got great resources in each other, in each other, and we won't use them. Oh, that's true. That's true. Because I know, like I told you, hey, I break them so far, and I got to turn them over to you. You dig? I'm not gonna play like I'm actually in in the Bible, in Scripture, like I told sis. I could just tell you about life experiences, and some of them may line up with. And and some may not, but 
I asked that God uh guide my steps <laughs> and guide my tongue. Mm-hmm. But give me the strength to keep it real. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And the Bible speaks about us being one body with many members. So mm-hmm. I can't expect my hand to do what my feet can do. And I can't tell my feet, my big toe, that I don't need you. Without my big toe, I can't stand up. So that's what we are in the household of God, one body with many members, where we all need each other. Everybody got a part to play. That's it. That is it. Well, I know my role. And my role is is to help. Help bring them along. Like I said, we got to do this all together. We got that's the only way change is gonna come about if we change the narrative. And the narrative isn't hate. The narrative isn't negativity. We got to speak love and we got to speak positivity. We got to speak from from a real place. We can't teach, you know, building on 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 these uh, images and ideas and these falsehoods that we these masks that we're wearing. So in order for us to be positive, we got to be real. We got to take Amen. it off and say, hey, I've been through this. Glory be to God that I'm no longer here, but I, I know what you're going through, bro. Here, listen, let's have a conversation. I know how it is when the sack come up short. I know how it is when the numbers don't add up. I know when there's a drought. So what you going to do in the meantime? This is conversations that we got to have. Now is not the time to go out here and rob somebody. Maybe God is telling you that this isn't the career choice for you. Let's talk about it. Give you some options. Let's talk about another job, another profession. Hey Amen. That's good. No, that's, that's good. You, you touched on something uh, when you said you know what your job is. And, um, and I could relate this back to Pastor Well, Sometimes we have jobs. We have to play many roles. You know, I'm a mother. I'm a wife. Um, I'm a State of Florida employee. I'm a congressional organizer. And so what I do on my full-time job for the State of Florida, I cannot do that in congressional organizer. And I said all that to say this. My job as a congressional organizer is to bring the people together in the community but it's to go inside the church where, you know, the pastor isn't engaged in the community. It's to agitate him. <laughs> it's to agitate him enough to want to get involved and do some work in the community. Okay. But if I if I go to my state job uh, with the Department of Health, they're going to think I'm crazy. But we got to know our role. Like you said, you say, I know my position. So sometimes we have to change hats. And oh, Pastor gave a prominent example of that tonight with, with all of, of the week he had, you know. Oh, he had to change hat many times. Well, like like you said, you know, with all those roles, you know, not only being, you know, a leader, a business owner, you know, I'm, I'm a father, I'm a husband, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to go and speak to my family like I'm talking to this brother in the street. Although my family Amen. knows who I am, you know, but I know my audience. Amen. And I'm not talking to my phone because he is a, a young black male. I can, I can teach him how how to become an old black male. 
That's and, and if you try to go about it this way, I can recognize it. No, son, at this route, at this route you're going, you'll never become an old black male. So let's have this conversation. Amen. That's good. But we don't want to be real with ourselves. When you look in the mirror, who do you see? The man in the see? mirror. Are you, are, the you man seeing, are you seeing the big hat? Are you looking at the big hat and see how your outfit match? Or are you okay. seeing the scar? Who you see? Nine times out of ten, that's the one that we don't want to deal with, the man in the mirror. Well, if you go if you go change, if you go make a change, as Mike said, well, we're singing now. Okay. If you go okay. make a change, it's got to start with the man in the mirror. It's got to start right here. That's right. That's the truth. Because we haven't ventured away from our foundation. We know faith. We know love. We know how to pray. That's the foundation. That's it. On our knees. Some may have to go to their closet, their prayer closet. Talk to them, Pastor. That's right. Some have to go to them. When you can't find a doctor, let me go to that closet. I think the overall key is that we don't give up. There's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. We just cannot give up. No need to look back. We can't go back. Keep pressing. Keep pulling. Talk to me. Ms. Hayes, what do you think about this? Oh, she must be trying to get the boys a bit. Pastor, what's your thoughts? <laughs> I'm good. I'm pleased with um, everything that I heard. I'm in agreement with everything that I've heard. And, um, you know, you don't have to defend the truth. You don't have to argue with the truth. You just have to accept it. Um, The only thing that I would add is, you know, you ask a, you know, a legitimate question. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Well, I want to tell you about a lot of folk, and uh, from time to time I'm in that group, not all the time, but from time to time I'm in that group, there's a lot of us that unfortunately refuse to look in the mirror because we know we're not going to like what we see, so we won't look, you know. So, yeah, you know, there's certain things we should see when we uh, uh, look in the mirror. I, I got that, but... Some of us just won't look. We just keep going, man. We just, I can't, I can't. If I look and, you know, and I don't see, and I see what I don't like, if I don't like what I see, you know what, man, I, I can't handle it. It's too hard on me. And that's part of the thing right there, a part of the healing process also, is that we got to get folk back to the mirror. We got to get them to look at themselves. I can't always tell you what your faults are. You need to see them for yourself. You need to look in that mirror. And tell me what you see. 
And if you don't see, you know, for instance, my daughter, if you don't see a princess there, let me, let me give you guys um, something to, to, that, that really just blessed my daughter. Um, I bought her a book, and uh, we're in the bookstore together, um, and I don't know who saw it first or whatever, but I bought her a book, and I can't remember the name of it right off hand, but it was about Michelle Obama, and inside the 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 book was one page with a mirror in it, and that was just a, that was just an awesome thing to me. My daughter loved that book because that's one of the things that um, you know First Lady Obama was um, harping on was about you know how you see yourself, and so inside that that uh, book was a mirror, and uh, I'd recommend that to anybody. And it was written, for the most part, to the, um, um, the perspective of young girls, young African-American girls. And I, it's an awesome thing. So um, I wish I could remember the name of it, but awesome, awesome book. Awesome Is book. that not her new book called Becoming? That's not it, Becoming? I, I, I don't remember. Uh, we bought it probably the first part of this year, so I don't know if it's a new book, old book. I really don't know. Matter of fact, I didn't even know she had a book out. Uh, I've got her husband's books, but I didn't have anything by her. And uh, but it, it may be that I'm not sure. Okay. What we see, and what other people see. When when I come to you, Pastor, I'm I'm coming to you, and I'm telling you what I see. I need you to help correct my vision. You my eye doctor. You know what I mean? I know that I'm screwed up somewhere. So I'm going to need you to stand there for me. We're going to talk to God about this so we can fix this. You you know what I mean? That's that's, yes, that's the part right there. We, 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 like you said, we don't want to identify. Nah, listen, I know I'm screwed up. And and I will tell you what I really am, but we got women on the on the line. <laughs> but I, I I know I'm screwed up. I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be perfect. But that's that's the start right there, being real with yourself. And I still love me. And I'm still beneficial to this mission. As screwed up as I am. All the screw-ups that I've come along. People think that, well, before I start helping in this mission, I got to first be perfect. Well, I got to I gotta fix. Now, now, if you're perfect, don't come talk to me because I ain't perfect. We ain't got nothing in common. Come to me, screw up. We can both meet on a screw-up level, and we go talk, find some help. We ain't going to screw nobody else up. We go find some help for us. And think about it If we were perfect we wouldn't need God If we could do everything ourselves There would be no need for the Father Mm. While the Bible Mm. talks about Striving for perfection Striving for perfection You know I I used to say that a lot And and, of course we You'll get it I don't know why you're striving (laughs) Hell I'm better than I was Better be happy Every day is a struggle. Every day is an improvement. My struggle isn't as hard as it was yesterday. 
by struggling like pastors struggle. I'm not comparing. I'm preparing. You know what I mean? So when we go out here and to these and talk to these brothers and sisters, we we got to we got to remove all these layers. If we're gonna get down in the dirt, like this, you know, what? I'm not going out here in my shiny new shoes and my my, my big hat and dig this ditch. No, we gotta take all that off so I can go out here and dig this ditch with this brother who don't know how he go eat later on. Who think about robbing Miss So and So? Who's thinking about killing himself? He don't want to see me come up in my big fancy car, my big hat, and my my shiny shoes. Come on, I might be his victim. But we gotta meet him where they at. So if they scared to go into the church, I talk to them in the street. But I promise you, I'm gonna speak life into them. That's all they go hear is positivity. That's all I got. That's all I got to say. Amen. To somebody, come with me, please. <laughs> well, if all our hearts and minds are clear, we can go in and end this so we can get to work. We got a lot of work to do. Amen. Amen. We get, we can get out of this I huddle. Don't... I just want to let you know that I appreciate um, the the show, and I'm not sure what night you should come on, but if you want to share that information, I would like to, you know, keep it so that I can tune in again. I really enjoyed it tonight. Yes, ma'am. We on every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. Sounds good. And the phone number stays the same all the time? Yes, ma'am. And you can okay. also, um, we also on iTunes, we're on Google, we're on Spotify. So okay. if you want to download and subscribe, you can hear all our past uh, shows and episodes. Okay, sounds good. Pastor, and I pray the blessings of the Lord upon you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Same to you. Don't leave just yet because okay. Pastor about to pray us out. And Amen. All, All right. Lord, thank you so much for uh, tonight's content. Thank you for the openness, the honesty. Thank you so much, God, for folk not being afraid to just bear themselves tonight. Uh, thank you for folk that's not afraid to be naked and not ashamed of where they come from and what you brought them out of. No, God, um, we heard a lot tonight, but now the work begins. Now it starts to see um, if we're really, really, really uh, are all about making a difference. So it's good to talk about it, but now we got to go out and surely be about it. I pray, God, the blessings on everybody, that we will recognize the opportunities that you present us with, that we will recognize uh, the young girls, the young guys, the older people that need to be inspired, that need to be motivated, that need to be told that, you know what, it doesn't yet appear what you shall be. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. God is not through with you yet. The best is still yet to come. Your latter shall be greater than your former. Lord, help us, God, to speak those things as though they already exist. Help us to speak well of people. 
Help us to stop identifying people's problems and, Lord, start to present them with a solution. I pray God's richest blessing over this ministry, God, that you were blessed from the street to the pulpit. I pray, God, for everybody that added to it. And I pray, God, that it will make a difference. If it just changes the life of one, then, God, it was well worth all of it. So thank you so much. And, God, as we get off this line tonight, help us to rest, but help us, Lord God, not to relax until souls are saved and lives are changed. Thank you so much. I ask this, I believe this, and I even thank you for this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 That concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host, Mr. Quick, my co-host, Ms. Quick, and Pastor Robinson. Until next time, peace, love each other, love God.